Your Locked On Maple Leafs. Your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On this podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, the host of Leafs Lunch, also known as Alice Brother from TSN's Overdrive. Give me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast, leave a rating and review as well. That would be much, much appreciated. And be a friend, tell a friend about Locked On Leafs, and make us your first listen of the day. I would really, really appreciate it. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts a car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. All right, folks, let's get right down to it. The Maple Leafs falling last night 4-1 to the Carolina Hurricanes. They now fall to 2-4-1 on the year. Um, man, and there's a couple of things that we got to talk about from yesterday. First and foremost, the team significantly outplayed, outshot, outchanced, outclassed out there. Um, Jack Campbell had to stand on his head once again. A couple of goals that he did allow that he probably want back. I mean, realistically, the second and third goal, the game winner, um, he probably would want back. But, uh, you know, when when you're out there and, and having to face 14 high danger chances against every single night, uh, it's not <laughs> like it's it's not going to go great. You know what I mean? Like that that's the, the big problem. The, the Maple Leafs are having such a tough time keeping players, keeping opposing teams outside of the high danger areas, outside the high scoring areas in their own end, yet at the same time failing to get into those areas on the offensive side of things. It's really, really, really become a problem with this team. And it's something that has been persisting over the last few games now. And last night was just another another chance, uh, another example of it. I mean, Austin Matthews postgame came out and said, yeah, you know, they're, they're a good team. And they are a good team. The Carolina Hurricanes are a really good team. I did not expect the Leafs to come in and win this game. Not because I didn't. I, not because you know I'm I think it's doom and gloom. The Leafs are going to lose all the, you know every game, but Carolina I believe is the better team. They're deeper, they're faster, they're better. You know they just are a better team. It is what it is. The Maple Leafs aren't you know the 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 cream of the crop here in the NHL. And there's a, a long list of teams that are better than Toronto. Carolina being one of them. So just the fact that it was a statement game and they had to respond didn't necessarily mean they were going to win the game. But at the very least, I wanted to see them play well and compete the entire time. I wanted to see a 60-minute effort, especially after, you know, basically having the night off on Saturday, right, against Pittsburgh. Essentially, they gave me, what, what six minutes of, of good effort, maybe eight minutes of good effort in total on, on Saturday. The least you could have done is given me more than 10 minutes of effort here against Carolina, and they didn't. Um you know, they finally got the first goal of the game. Austin Matthews scored first, got the monkey off the back, his first goal of the season, 200th of his career. You know, congratulations, Austin, pat on the back, all that. But then after that, it just went south, man. Team fell flat. Um, Marner, Marner, Marner. Like, I, I was hoping that because yesterday they, they juggled the lines, you know, and, and Marner and Matthews were separated from each other's wing separate from each other's lines. I thought that was going to to wake this team up. Just kind of give them a little bit of a jolt like, "Oh, like management and coaching all coaches also believe that, you know, this team needs a shake up and, and and they're they're taking Matthews and Marner away from each other. Like that should be telling enough 
to how dire it is that Toronto gets it together so quick. And, uh, I mean, Marner was just atrocious. He, he, he is not playing well at all right now. He is in his head. He is not looking confident out there. He's not carrying the puck with nearly as much poise as he usually is. I mean, when Marner's at his best, he's creating ice for himself. He's skating around, dancing around, zipping the puck um, all around, finding great seam passes to get the puck into favorable areas. He was doing a little bit of that earlier in the season, but the last few games, it just has not been there, man. Like Austin or uh, Mitch Marner yesterday, 80% offensive zone starts, just a 30% or a 40% shot share in his favor, but 30% expected goals for percentage. Only 30%. And it's not even like the line of Marner, Tavares, and uh, Kerfoot were going up against the best the best shutdown duo on the Hurricanes. They were going up against second-tier talent. You know what I mean? Like, they're good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Brett Pesci's no slouch, and, you know, neither is, uh, you know, Brady Shea, and they were going up against Niederreiter, and uh, who else did they play? They played mainly against Stahl, Niederreiter, and Jesper Foss, and then Shea and Pesci were the, 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 the duo that were kind of attached to them throughout the night. So it's not the best. It's not like they were playing Slavin or they were playing Ajo. But the fact that you start in the offensive zone, 80% of your starts, and you can't have a positive shot share knowing how talented and skilled you are is a problem. And it's it's 100% a confidence thing. I don't think Marner has broken. Like, Mitch Marner isn't going to turn into, like, Danny Heatley, where he went from being one of the league's best to one of the league's worst and then out of the league a few years later. I'm not anticipating that for Mitch Marner. He eventually will find his game. Eventually, a, a light bulb should go off here. But right now, it's not happening for him, and it's a microcosm of the team. They're all kind of just like gripping the stick too much. They're all just trying to make a play so badly that they're not thinking clearly. They're overthinking things. They're not playing hockey well right now. It's it's just not going well at all. The top four is a mess defensively. Muzzin and Hall look slow. They look like they're they're getting beat on a nightly basis. They've been on the ice for a goal in each and every game this season. Each and every game, Muzzin and Hall have been on the ice. They have not been a, a really good shutdown pairing like we were anticipating going into the year. You look at last night's zone starts, only 50% defensive zone starts. Sheldon Keefe was putting Riley and uh, and Brody out there for double the amount of defensive zone starts than he did Muzzin and Hall. That goes to show how little confidence Keith has in that pairing right now. So little. So little. And I don't blame him at all because they are atrocious right now. <sighs> but the worst part about last night's game, and this will probably be it. And then uh, there's a breaking story that's coming out right now about the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm going to get into it on the other side here. But the last thing that I want to say about this game before, you know, <laughs> again, to steal a to steal a, a, a verse here from from my man, uh, Jalen Hurts. You know, we're, we're, you know, when you take a deuce, you flush it. You don't look at it. You flush it and you move on. So the last thing that I do want to make, and, and this is what actually angers me most about this game, it's not that they lost because I was kind of expecting it. It's not even that they played bad because also somewhat expecting it because they have not played well uh, basically at all this season or in at least half the games they haven't played well. But it was the post-game press conference from Sheldon Keefe that really irked me. I'm going to play the comments that he made yesterday 
that really, really kind of resonated with me and not in a good way. I can only speak for myself right now, I guess, and, and, and my, you know, my confidence you know, gets a boost in the group today for myself, frankly, just because of, again, I don't know if it shows up, you know, from where you guys are watching it from, but from Islava, like that game's played at a much higher pace. We got a real sense of, you know, what a Stanley Cup contending team looks and feels like. And our guys had to deal with that all the way through. So I think we leave here a better team. And I think, you know, despite the score. All right, two things. One, <laughs> a confidence boost? What the hell do you have confidence about from that game? Like, you got outplayed. You got jobbed by the Carolina Hurricanes, who you readily admitted is a Stanley Cup team who exhibits Stanley Cup habits, and I agree with that. They absolutely are a Stanley Cup caliber team who are playing like a Stanley Cup caliber team. But is Toronto also not supposed to be the same thing? Is this not the same expectation for the Maple Leafs? So how do you have confidence knowing that going up against a team who plays like a Stanley Cup contender, who is a Stanley Cup contender, and you didn't even even give them a, a go last night. You got absolutely ran out of the rink last night by Carolina, and you have confidence in your team after that? What does that even mean? What does that even mean? Like, clearly, if that is the case, these two teams are not equal. They are not in the same tier of competitiveness and competitive and compete level when it comes to chasing a Stanley Cup. They just don't. Can the Maple Leafs get there? Yeah, if, if everything goes right, if they break out of this funk, sure. But last night, absolutely not. And I don't understand how you have any amount of confidence in your club based on last night's performance and getting absolutely jobbed by the Carolina Hurricanes. I just don't. I don't understand those comments at all. I really, really do not. Uh, anyways, again, just like the Pittsburgh game, flush it. Let's move on. Um, they're in Chicago tomorrow, and there is a breaking news story coming out of Chicago. Uh, there was a press conference that was being scheduled. Um, it's sounding like Stan Bowman is going to be out as general manager, and a lot more is about to break here. Um, we'll take a quick break. When I get back, we'll dive into this story. We'll dive into this situation. It sounds like it's about the sexual assault scandal that um, that has been kind of a uh, a... It's been a story. It's been a, there's been an internal investigation going on uh, about how they dealt with this back ten years ago. So I, I, I we'll take a quick break and I'll get back into it and I'll, I'll come out and uh, you know kind of chat about it and see what we're seeing online. Some of some of the stuff that's starting to leak out here um, of of this report that has now been put put out publicly. Uh, So we'll get into that uh, a little bit here next on Locked on Leafs. We're back and better than ever. All eyes on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season and they're getting back onto the ice for some hockey. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football you can head to the website or use your promo device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus 
bonus. That's double your initial investment just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL 100 from football, basketball, boxing, hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. And a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you all your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows in all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's a no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Welcome back into the Locked On Lease podcast. Mike DiStefano, the host of this program. Uh, Just a reminder, we're a daily podcast so you can find our work on every single podcasting network that you have out there, wherever you get your podcasts, whichever platform you get them from, you'll find Locked On Leafs. Um, So we're going to get into a little bit more of a heavier story, like I said here. Uh, The Maple Leafs are, well, currently in Chicago, and, I mean, we we thought things were bad with the Leafs. It it doesn't even compare uh, to what's going on with the Blackhawks right now. The the long-lasting investigation into their sexual assault allegations um on uh from back in 2010 now have become public um the all the information ha- is out there uh, i'm i scrolled through some of it i'm going to pick out it kind of came down and to be honest with you as i was recording <laughs> to be honest so i kind of took like a couple of minutes uh you know grab some some tweets i read some of the stuff that's being thrown out there so i'm going to update you as much as i possibly can it's still a developing story a breaking story if you will um at the time of this recording but i'll let you know everything that i know so uh first and foremost stan bowman the general manager at the time still the general manager for the chicago blackhawks out he has quote unquote stepped aside but for all intents and purposes is he was he was gone. He was going to be fired. All management from that time period no longer going to be with the team um, going forward. So, yeah, this is not uh, this is this is a, a an awful awful situation here um, going on in Chicago right now. Uh, Stan Bowman did make a statement here um, about the sexual allegations and about him. Uh, His statement is as follows. 11 years ago while serving in my first year as general manager, I was made aware of potential inappropriate behavior by a then video coach involving a player. I promptly reported the matter to the then president and CEO John McDonough, who committed to handling the matter. I learned this year that the inappropriate behavior involved a serious allegation of sexual assault. I relied on the direction of my my superior that he would take care of the appropriate action looking back now knowing he did not handle the matter promptly i regret assuming he would do so 
So uh, Stan Bowman, I'm not a big fan of this, uh, of of what he's saying here. He's essentially saying, I mean, I told my boss to deal with it, and he didn't. And he's not really taking that much ownership. He's just saying, yeah, I guess looking back, I probably should have done something else. Um, I don't know. This is, it's, 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 it's sitting weird with me reading this. I don't know about you guys, but it does to me, but John McDonough clearly didn't, uh, didn't do his job. This, this, this you know, nothing really came. We didn't hear about this until, you know, this past year, right? Like Rick Westhead of TSN was on this story. I believe, um, Katie Strang, I believe, was on this story of The Athletic. Um, and also, um, I believe Kaplan was also part of the story through ESPN. So a bunch of really good journalists kind of made sure that this story didn't go away. This story didn't get buried. And then there was an internal investigation. And the company, uh, I'm trying to remember what the company is called here, um, but they they came out and they released all of the information. I'm uh, just trying to find exactly. I had it here. I probably should have done a little bit better of a job uh, figuring this out here. But there was a um, four-port Jenner. Yeah, Jenner, uh, Jenner Law Firm. I think it's something else, though. Anyways, uh, they, they got all of the findings, and they made them public. Uh, so people are now reading through, combing through all of that. I'm sure there'll be so much more going on. Um, but some of the things that that is coming out from this is, you know, there's some other people that are still currently in. I mean, the the guy who had the allegation against him, the the video coach Brad Aldrich, he's, you know, he's no longer with with the organization. He's no longer in hockey. That is that is a fact. So Brad Aldrich, the man who did, uh, you know, have the allegation against him, that that's he's gone. He's long gone. But it's the people that were involved at the time that kind of tried to, you know, just tried to uh, suppress the story, I suppose. I mean, the fact that we didn't find out about it until, what, 10 years later, nine years later is kind of a problem. And those who are currently in the game and the bigger names that, you know, now there are big question marks around. Is Kevin Sheveldayoff, the general manager of the Winnipeg Jets, and Joel Quenville, the head coach of the Florida Panthers, um, were named within this lawsuit, named within this report, um, as guys who you know were involved, did know what happened, and then didn't say anything. So things don't look good for those guys. Um, Gary Bettman did put out a a statement in regards to those guys, and he said, "quote With respect to um, with respect to." Uh, to I don't know what that. Anyways, Chevydayoff and Quenville, who are currently employed by NHL clubs, other than the Blackhawks, um, I plan to arrange personal meetings in the near future with both individuals to discuss their roles and the relevant events, as detailed in the report. I will reserve judgment on next steps, if any, with respect to them. So, as of now, it doesn't seem like Chevydayoff and Quenville are going to. Uh, suffer the same fate as as Stan Bowman, where he is now out of a job and out of hockey. Um, which also, Stan Bowman, currently the GM of the U.S. Olympic team, I'm sure this also impacts that. Uh, I know that they are reserving judgment. They also need to kind of comb through all of this 
uh, all of the the findings within this this big, I think it's like a 126 page report that they're going to have to comb through and figure out what they want to do next. But as of now, it doesn't appear that Sheveldayoff and Quenville uh, will be let go or will be fired, or at least the league will not be intervening in their duties. I'm sure the teams can do whatever they please. Um, but as of now, it doesn't seem like there is an imminent uh, reason for to expect that they will be uh, punished, I suppose, by the NHL. Um, but he, th- things don't look good for for Joel Quenville specifically. He was the head coach at the time, um, and and earlier this this summer, he said he had first heard about the allegation through the media when the story first broke. When he was asked, like, "Hey, what are your thoughts on this?" and apparently he he only heard about it through then. And then this comes out of the report. This is a quote that uh, that Bowman said. It says, quote, Bowman recalled that after learning of the incident, Quenville shook his head and said that is what uh, and said that it was hard for the team to get to where they were and they could not deal with this issue right now. It's hard. It was hard for this team to get to where they were. They cannot deal with this issue right now. That is what came out of Quenville's mouth when he had first heard of these allegations uh, a decade ago. So clearly, the first time he did not hear about it was when the media was talking about this when the story broke. Obviously, he knew what was going on. Uh, and as the head coach, that like that that's a bad look, man. That's a really bad look that he denied it, denied it, denied it. And then it comes out that even Stan Bowman recalls a conversation with Joel Quenville about this, and Quenville very much decided to turn a blind eye. Um, according to the report here, you know, obviously I wasn't there, but according to the reports, this is apparently what what happened. This is what Stan Bowman is recalling a, a conversation with Quenville about this. So I I haven't seen anything about Sheffield Day Off yet. I don't know if it'll end up coming out, uh, you know, shortly. Like I said, I haven't quite combed through the whole thing myself. But uh, Quentinville, it looks a little bit dicey, dicey for him. But this is just a really messy situation um, in Chicago. It's, yeah, Bowman is out. Um, I did see that they're... Um, they have elevated Kyle Davidson to be the interim GM there. Uh, let's see if there's any other. Yeah, no Blackhawks executive involved in 2010 will be with the organization going forward. So that's not happening. Uh, the owners, you know, the Wirtz family come out and saying that. Um, let's see. A summary of investigator Reed Schnarr's comments. So. Uh, according to Schnarr, there were 139 witnesses, including 21 players and five of the nine black aces who were called up that year, that on May 8th or 9th of 2010, John Doe, which is the 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 uh, the person who had a sexual encounter, did not want to be named, um, had this encounter with Aldridge. And Doe said the encounter was non-consensual. Aldridge says that it was consensual. Um those who met to discuss included John McDonough, the president, uh, Stan Bowman, Jay Blunk, Al McIsaac, Kevin Dayoff, and Joel Quenville. And Schnarr said that the Blackhawks allowed Brad Aldridge to even participate in celebrations in the presence of the John Doe when they won the Stanley Cup in 2010. So uh, a really, really sticky situation down in uh, in in Chicago. Um, they've relieved GM Stan Bowman of his duties and it's 
no one from the team from that era is going to be is going to be with the team going forward. Um, just seeing Dan Rosen now has announced that the Blackhawks have been fined $2 million for the organization's inadequate internal procedures and insufficient and untimely response and handling of matters related to former video coach Brad Aldrich's employment with the club and ultimate departure in 2010. The league and the Blackhawks have decided that $1 million of the fine money will be dedicated to fund a local organization in and around the Chicago community that provides counseling and training for and support and assistance to survivors of sexual and other forms of abuse. Gary Bettman says in a statement that any former Blackhawks senior management involved must meet with him prior to accepting a job back in the NHL, and he will meet separately with Kevin Chevaldeoff and Joel Quenville to discuss their roles and reserve judgment until uh, until then. So even if any senior management wants to have another role in hockey again, it's got to go through Gary Bettman. You can't just hire anybody. Bettman's got to give him the old stamp of approval, and I would be shocked if Stan Bowman ends up back in hockey, and even more so, I guess I would be shocked if John McDonough, the guy who was supposed to actually deal with this, according to Stan Bowman, and he had thought that he had dealt with it, um, which I'm not so sure exactly if I believe that. Again, that statement didn't sit well with me, but you know, John McDonough, I'm assuming he will not be involved in hockey uh, going forward if he tried to get back in. I don't even know what he's doing. I, I'm sure he's not with the president. He's not with the team anymore, um, but I bet he's not going to be back in the NHL. That's for sure. Stan Bowman, kind of the same thing. Uh, so, again, a developing story. I'm sure tomorrow we'll get into it a little bit more. Uh, the Maple Leafs, obviously, in Chicago right now with all of this going on. And the Blackhawks are expected to play a game tomorrow night against the Maple Leafs. Um, and with all this going on, there's some real, like, big COVID issues going on with Chicago. They've got five players and three coaches on COVID protocol right now, two of which including Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze, two players who were members of that 2010 team. Um, and, and, and apparently they're in COVID protocol and uh, may not be able to play tomorrow. Um, I, I was speaking with Darren Dreger of TSN, an insider here, and he was telling me that the, he had spoken with the NHL earlier in the day, and apparently there was no indication that the COVID protocols um, were going to call for a postponement. The amount of COVID cases that had popped up there wasn't going to cause for a postponement. But I wonder if you look at, at what's going on with, with the COVID situation there with five players, three coaches, on top of this uh, big bombshell in Chicago, if the last thing that they want to do is have to play a game against you know the Toronto Maple Leafs, who already bring a circus around um, just in general because of the following, because of the team that they are. It's just really going to be a tough, tough next kind of 36 hours, and I'm sure a lot longer that, than that, but for the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, so, yeah, that's... Oh boy, lots of information to kind of take in there. And like I said, this is this is a developing story. I mean, I'm 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 only just finding some of this stuff out now as I kind of refresh through Twitter and and see more things that gets uh that gets put out there. Um 
RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for your auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and then choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, price at RockAuto.com. Auto are always reliably low and the same for the professionals as the do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or your truck and write locked on on their How'd You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts a car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. I'm trying to see if there's anything else here just last minute. If I've seen anybody say anything... Uh, Gary Bettman said Bowman, McIsaac, and Blunk would have to be cleared by the commissioner to return to an NHL job. Yep, that was already kind of spoken about. Um, According to the report, the Blackhawks' director of human resources revealed that John McDonough told her that the group decided not to alert human resources or outside legal counsel or do anything about the incident during the playoffs so as to not disturb team chemistry. Wow, that's... That is brutal. If that's true, that they legitimately said, "Hey, we're on a heater right now. We are, we are on, uh, we are on one. We feel we can win a Stanley Cup. The last thing we want is this to be a distraction." I mean, if that's what was going through the mind of guys like John McDonough and guys like Stan Bowman and and uh, and Joel Quenville, based on you know the earlier quote that I said about how you know they couldn't deal with something like this right now. I, that's just awful, awful, off, inexcusable. It's just disgusting, to be quite honest with you, that they put their team's success over over humanity. Like at the end of the day, it's man. I don't. Uh, yeah, there's there's this is a black mark on the on the organization. Um, everybody's everyone's gone. Apparently, everybody's gone. That was a member of that 2010 squad uh, in terms of of off the ice. But even on the ice, like some some blame now shifts towards some of the guys who are on that team, namely the captain. You know what 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 now is going to be asked of of uh, John Tace? You know, like I they've been asked before, and I believe they've denied any knowledge of this happening. But you know, it's it's tough to believe that if there were what they say a hundred and something, one hundred and thirty nine witnesses, twenty one different players on the team. That the the two guys at the top of the leadership group and Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane didn't know anything. I mean, this really does put some question marks on these players. Um, And the fact that they're both in COVID protocol, I I believe they don't even like they won't have to speak with media either because they're in COVID protocol. Um, So they're not even going to get a chance to talk to him and, and ask them whatever comes of this of this report where potentially Taze and Kane get named. I, I don't know. Again, I haven't read the whole thing. But, uh, you know, some of the players that were on that team in 2010 that, that didn't say anything for all these years and, and kind of just let this get swept under the rug. Um, and it's possible that they didn't know. Again, I, I, who am I to say that they knew or not? But... It's it's really tough to believe, I suppose, that uh, that you know this many people within the organization knew what was going on and it was talked about, and that the captain of the team 
um, and, and the face of the franchises in both Kane and Taze didn't know what was up. So that's kind of the next question now is, is yeah, all right, Stan Bowman's gone. Uh, there's, 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 you know, uh, Brad Aldrich has been, has been, you know, he's been gone since 2010. He's been gone for a long time, but now, you know, there's a lot of other names that are, that are being dug up here that are at fault for what happened. And, you know, silent, as I say, kind of silence is violence in a way. Um, I wonder how much, how much of this can you even put on the players that were there that also didn't say anything for, uh, for all these years, some guys did. I believe some 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 players did come out and speak uh, during the report. I believe Rick Westhead said that there were some guys who came out and spoke. Um, just not not sure which ones, or if if Taze and Kane were one of them. Um, and, and yeah, I guess it's. Uh, I don't want to speculate too much on what's going on. I should probably just kind of wrap it up and and put a bow on it, as there's so much more breaking news going on. But the fact that the Leafs are in Toronto now, with all of this happening and all of this going on, it uh, it's it's yeah, it's it's an interesting time in Blackhawks Nation, and uh, I don't envy being a Blackhawks fan right now. I certainly do not. Uh, I don't envy you know Maple Leafs fans by any stretch of the imagination either the way that they're playing. But tomorrow you've got two teams in absolute turmoil. Uh, you know, I mean, the fact the uh, Chicago Blackhawks are also like just as like their on ice play has been putrid this season as well. They haven't had one single second this year where they have led in a game. They haven't led not once. They've got one point so far on the year where they were able to go into overtime and and manage just to get a point. But they have been outworked. They've been murdered. They're giving up chances left, right, and center. Seth Jones looks abysmal. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury, his numbers are just bad, 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 um, to the point where his Olympic roster slot is no longer like a guarantee. It's like, well, if this keeps up, how do you bring him? Like, how do you trust that man in net? Um, but yeah, it's 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 bad on the ice, and it's even worse off the ice, and then you've got the the Maple Leafs coming in on a skid tomorrow's game. I mean, that's if it happens, <laughs> that's going to be something. It's going to be something. Um, yeah, I'm going to go and dig a little bit into this report uh, and and come back tomorrow, I suppose, and kind of tee up the game between the Maple Leafs and the Blackhawks, assuming it still goes on. Um, not just because of this, but also just the fact that there's like eight members of the organization and COVID protocol. That seems like a lot. Uh, <laughs> just saying, but yeah, let's 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 wrap up this podcast here. I'll go. I'll find a little bit more of it. I did want to, you know, just talk about it quickly. You know, some of the breaking news since I was recording a podcast. Anyways, you know, the, the news that broke, some of the stuff that I've I've picked up on, some of the chatter on Twitter so far. Um, I'm sure I'll have a little bit more information on tomorrow's podcast that we could talk about. Um, but until then, I'll uh, I'll sign off on this one. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Maple Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Lockdown Leafs. I'll be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll 
tee up the game between the Maple Leafs and the Blackhawks. Probably go into a little bit more um, of this Blackhawks situation um, of the sexual abuse uh, allegations um, and now this report that has gone public. Uh, Until then, though, keep locked right here on Locked on Leafs.